0: as we have been blessed with this wonderful music. And we thank you for Miss Tara, and we thank you for Preston and how they lead us during the week. And it is a blessing to be with you this morning uh, in God's house. If you have your Bibles this morning, go ahead and find the book of Luke, chapter 24. Luke, chapter 24, uh, and go down to verse 18. We're going to look at some other verses, so keep your Bibles open but in Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, we find the story of the disciples or those walking the road of Emmaus. And as they were walking, these two men were talking about the events that had taken place in Jerusalem earlier that morning and even during the week. And as they were walking, they came across a man, and they didn't recognize him at first. But this man was talking to them, and, and Cleophas, there in verse 18, it says, The one named Cleophas answered him, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that happened there in these days? In other words, as these two men were walking, Jesus walked up upon them. They didn't recognize him. Jesus heard their discussion about the events, And here, Cleophas is in, Are you the only person who doesn't know the things that happen? This morning, in the situation we find ourselves with this pandemic that is across our nation, we could ask the question very easily, What's going on? What's going on? But even as we approach this Easter season, and for many people... Today is a glorious day, is a day of rejoicing, a day that is looked forward to, to to look at what our Lord has done. But some are still asking the question, what's going on? There were those who were afraid that this day might not come, that this day would be shut down. But how do you shut down Jesus Christ? To me, when you look at the story of Easter, it's a story of religious people who are trying to shut down the Messiah and in the process, release the full spirit of God. You cannot shut down Jesus Christ. And so this morning, as we look at this passage of Scripture, what is going on? I am sure that Pontius Pilate was one who was thinking to himself, What is going on? What is happening? He had all these religious leaders at his doorstep demanding that they take this man named Jesus off their hands, not only beating, but they ultimately wanted Jesus crucified. And so we find that Pontius Pilate, he didn't even know what was going on because he couldn't understand the people of that day. We find that he asked Jesus some questions. He, as he asked Jesus some questions, you know, he very quickly kind of came to the conclusion that this man is not a troublemaker. But again, the, the people of that day were were saying, "Crucify him!" and and even Pilate asked Jesus, "Are you a king?" and he asked him other questions. And 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 Pilate did not see him as. A danger. But when Pilate brought Jesus back to the people, they they rejected him. They they didn't want him. They wanted Barabbas. And even Pilate was thinking to himself, I don't understand. I, I don't understand what is going on that they would want this man crucified. Even after he, Jesus was crucified. Some of the religious leaders said, well, we need guards over the tomb just in case what he was saying was true would take place. And I love there in Matthew 27, verse 65, where Pontius Pilate said, you have a guard of soldiers. Go make sure it is as secure as you know how. In other words, telling those religious leaders, you've got guards. You go take care of that. Even Pilate was wondering through this what was happening. But even during this time of Jesus being questioned by the religious leaders of that day and also by Pilate, Jesus was also questioned by Herod and And as Herod, the king of the Galileans, you might say, as the king, he was brought there. But even Herod treated Jesus with contempt. We find as you read the Scripture that, that, that King Herod mocked him and dressed him in bright clothing. Uh, even Herod, the king of that time, didn't know what to do with Jesus. He didn't know what was happening. We also find... As we think of Pilate and we we think of Herod and and, and here are two men, quote, in power, they didn't know what was happening, but what about the women? We find in Mark's chapter chapter sixteen, verse one, it says When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, brought spices so they could go out and anoint him. Now These ladies had been dedicated. These ladies had been there throughout this ordeal. And now on that morning, the Sabbath was over and they rose. But notice what they were doing. They bought spices to put on Jesus' grave. They didn't realize or put together that Jesus was going to come out of that grave. That spices wasn't needed. And so we even find that the women didn't know what was happening. They, they were also, as you read Scripture, not only were they buying spices, but they were also worrying about how they would roll the stone away. Not putting together that those are things that they didn't need to worry about that they, because all of that was going to be taking place. And so they also didn't know what was happening. They were bewildered they were afraid we find there in John chapter 20 verse 11 where it says but Mary stood outside the tomb crying and as she was crying she stopped to look into the tomb and you know and and and, and basically she said i don't know where they have taken him where have they put him you see during the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, he kept telling the disciples and he kept telling the the women, he kept telling the folks of what was going to take place. But when it did, there were many people didn't know what was happening. But you know, there was another group that didn't know what was happening, and that was the disciples. Here were some of the closest disciples uh, individuals of our with our Lord Jesus Christ as they ministered with Him, not for a year or two years, but but some of them close to three years, as Jesus ministered to them and shared with them and brought them special places and brought them to the temple and brought them to the garden to to have prayer with Him, uh, and 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 even the disciples, when Jesus was crucified, many of them had lost hope. We find in Scripture where it is quoted where it says the disciples saying, We had hope, but now they found themselves with no hope. We, we find that, that to them in, in, in a lot of ways they, they, they were lost. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, verse 11, it says, But these words seemed like nonsense to them because they did not believe the women. Even when the women came back and were shouting in joy that Jesus wasn't in the tomb, the disciples were saying, this is nonsense. You've got to get control of yourself. We've lost hope. There's nothing that could take place. But you see, even the disciples, we find in Mark's Gospel, chapter 16, verses 11 and 13, where it says, yet when they heard that he was alive... And had been seen by her, they did not believe it. And they went and they reported it to the rest who did not believe them either. In John's gospel, chapter 20, verse 9, it says, For they did not yet understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. We find throughout these accounts in Matthew and Mark and and Luke that the disciples did not accept that he was alive, could not accept. And so we find that the disciples even didn't know what was happening. But I also find ourselves today in another situation. I believe today there are many who are alive today who do not know what happened to Jesus, who won't accept what happened. To Jesus, There are many today who still defy the death, burial of our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe there are many people today who do not know what happened, will not allow themselves to accept the truth. We have been given years since the crucifixion. We have seen, in, in the sense of our own evidence, that the tomb was empty. The tomb was empty. But there's still people today who I just don't know about that. We also find ourselves in a very unusual situation because even today people are saying, well, I just don't know about this pandemic thing. I don't know about this virus that's so-called killing people. This, This must be a political thing. We need to look around. And see that people are dying. We need to see that this pandemic is real. We need need to see that people are losing their lives. But at the same time, we need to see and look about Jesus. Do you realize that he died for you and for me? He died so that we could live. That we could be victorious. He died so that we could live with him forever. But are we just... In ignorance, well, I just don't know about that. Pilate didn't know about it. Herod didn't know. The women were unsure. The disciples were unsure. So I can understand why there are still people today that are unsure. But one thing with this virus that we find ourselves in, it just confirms to me that the coming of our Lord is, Is quickening. The Bible has told us that there would be things like this. None of us thought this would take place like it has. And many people now are saying, well, I don't know about the future. Let me tell you, our future is in Jesus Christ alone. And that's where we've got to place our trust. We've got to put our faith and trust in our Lord Jesus Christ. And because Jesus is resurrected from the dead. Let me let me tell you a couple things real quick. Let me tell you, Jesus, in his resurrection, gives assurance, listen to this, he gives assurance to judgment. In other words, because Jesus rose from the grave, there is a day where this world will be judged. You see, in Acts, you might want to look this up, Acts chapter 17 Verse 31, Acts chapter 17, verse 31. It says, Because he has set a day when he is going to judge the world in righteousness by the man he has appointed. He has provided proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. Read that in your translation. Acts chapter 17, verse 31. Because he has set a day when he is going to judge this world. Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there will be a judgment day. And that should get us to start thinking that one day, every one of us will be judged. But another thing that the resurrection tells us, because of Jesus Christ, there is assurance Of the forgiveness of sin. Because of the resurrection, there's an assurance of the forgiveness of sin. And 1 Corinthians, another verse you might want to write down. 1 Corinthians 15, 17. It says, and if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You're still in your sin. So what did Christ do? He died for our sins, your sins. He died for our sins, and so because of the resurrection, we have an assurance of forgiveness of sins. But also because of the resurrection, Jesus is our only hope. If you read further down in that first Corinthians chapter 15 we just read verse 17 but look at verses 18 and 19 it says those then who have fallen asleep in Christ have also perished. if we have put our hope in Christ for this life only we should be pitied more than anyone this morning have you put your hope in Jesus Christ You see, it's being revealed to us. It is showing us, because of the resurrection, Jesus is our only hope. But this morning, going back to our original question, what's going on? Do you know what's going on? So, preacher, I'm confused with life, with the situation that we're in. Let me tell you, if you spend your Sunday mornings watching Meet the Press and those other shows that come on, I I will assure you, you're going to walk away confused. You're going to walk away defeated. You're going to walk away saying, man, I I don't understand. But if you would take your time and realize that our hope, your hope, my hope, this world's hope is Jesus Christ. He is the only one. He is our hope. And so as we look at our text this morning, these men were walking from Jerusalem, going to Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem, walking. And what did Jesus do? In our text, we find that as he was listening to them, and, 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 and there in verse 19 of Luke 24, Jesus goes on and he, he says, What things, he asked them? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, powerful in action and speech, before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we were hoping that he was the one who was about to redeem Israel. Besides all this, it's the third day since these things happened. Moreover, Some women from our group astounded us. They arrived early at the tomb, and when they didn't find his body, they came and reported that they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. And some of them who were with us went to the tomb and found it was just as the women had said, but they didn't see him. Verse 25 chapter 24 in the book of luke says he said to them how foolish you are and slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken wasn't it necessary for the messiah to suffer these things and enter into his glory and then verse 27 then beginning with moses and all the prophets he he, in this case, is Jesus, interpreted for them the things concerning himself in all scriptures. What we find in our text, what did Jesus do? He could have said to these two guys, man, you don't know what's going on. But you know what he did? He began taking the scriptures and teaching them. You see, in the world that we're in today, there are many who are saying, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with this virus. I don't know what's going on with our world. I, I don't know what's going on because people just don't seem to be using common sense. What do we need to do? We need to teach them the word of God. We also need to walk along the way in fellowship. In other, in other words, what I mean by that is walking along the way. The way being Jesus. Coming alongside. Now, in this time of quarantine, we might not be able to physically be with someone, but our telephones still work. Google Meets still work. Zoom Meets. All those technology things that we have today, we still can talk. We still can meet. We can still see people. We can fellowship in different ways. But here's another thing that Jesus did. Not only did he teach them the Scripture, not only did he stay with them for a while and walk along the way and and talk to them, he also, very important here, he broke bread with them. He literally took the time to eat with them. Now, we all like to eat, but we find that he took the time to break bread. You see, today we come... The faith through Scripture, and we need to see today that we need to take the time to meet people. I mean, really meet them. You know, a lot of time we said, "Oh, yeah, I know so and so, and I know so and so. and Yeah, I know them." But what if I asked you, "Where are they from? Where were they born? What's their mama's name?" You said, "Well, I don't know that preacher." It is amazing in our churches sometimes when people sit on the left and they sit on the right that sometimes people, they don't even know the other people on the other side of the church. Jesus met two men who were discussing needs of their life, and he took time and met them. Because in our world today, there are many people who are still asking the question, what's going on? Well, let us tell them. This situation that we find ourselves in today didn't catch Jesus off guard. Jesus is our hope. This morning, can you say that? Can you say that Jesus is your hope? Is he your salvation? This morning, if you can't say that, this morning, you just simply take the moment. You might be with other people, but just bow your head and take the moment to say, Lord, I need you to be my hope. I need you to be my Lord and Savior. Lord, I need you to save me. So I know that I'm not alone in this world. That I'm not just drifting, but that I have a Savior. Because that's what Jesus does. He's in the saving business. And this morning, if you feel like you have no hope, then recognize that Jesus is your hope. Let's bow our heads together. Lord, I just ask right now in this moment that you just, or that you would just move in families that are sitting in front of the television or that you would be with individuals that maybe are there in their office Lord, wherever they are, and they recognize at this very moment that you are the hope that this world needs. And, Lord, as we ask ourselves the question, what's going on? May we see that, Lord, yes, you did die. And, Lord, yes, you rose again. But, Lord, you are our hope. That whatever goes on in this world, we do not have to face it alone. And that a day is coming when the trump shall sound and time shall be no more. And we'll have the opportunity to have eternity with you. Lord, you are our hope. I pray for anyone today praying to ask you into their life that they would do that today. I ask this, Lord, in your son's name. Amen.